0: What's up NFL fans? Conor McCarthy here with my co-host Blake Pace. We're here to talk to you about Week 9 in the NFL. Uh, Some blowouts, some uh, upsets. What did you think about it,
1: Blake? It was a pretty good week. You know, I really enjoyed the the 4 o'clock game with uh, Kansas City and Dallas. Um, We'll talk a little about Kansas City later on. I'm not too hot on them right now, but it was a good week. It was a good week of football. The Colts won. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen often. I love when the Colts win, even though our draft stock is a little... (laughs) Yeah, after it, maybe you know. not the best thing. But, you know, it was a good week. It yeah. Good week. It's interesting you mentioned the 4 o'clock game, too. There was another 4 o'clock game that I think was
0: a little bit better, the Redskins versus Seattle, but yeah. we'll go into that. Yeah. We'll, everything will be into that. Oh, wow. So let's jump right into our topics. So, a lot of people are talking about the Eagles right now. 8 1, best record in the NFL. Look like they're dominating a lot of teams. But there's been some talk that we, uh, recently that their schedule has uh, really played a big role in their success early on. So, are the Eagles that much better than everybody? Or has it been a
1: result of a weak schedule? They're that much better. I mean, everyone wants to talk about is, ooh, just wait till they play the Cowboys. Wait till they play the Cowboys twice. I know those will be great matchups when we go there. But they've beaten some good teams. They beat the Redskins twice. And you just saw, Redskins have grinded out some wins. They beat Seattle last week. Redskins are a good team. Philadelphia has beaten them twice. I know they beat the Giants. And I'm going to say this <laughs> because that was back when the Giants were healthy. And you know you still weren't sure if they were going to save the season or not. And it was a close game. The just at that time we you know, a, a much better team and a much healthier team. They beat a very tough Carolina team. I think very highly of Carolina, specifically their defense. And so they beat Carolina, and then they just pummeled one of the best defenses in the NFL with Denver. They put up 51 on them. So I think people keep saying, I'll just wait till Dallas. But I think Philadelphia has done enough to say that they're that much better than everyone else. Well, let me say this right now. I think the Eagles are a great team. I
0: think they're top three definitely in the NFL. I think they are balanced all around. I love Carson Wentz. I think he's an elite quarterback, and that's why I think they're Super Bowl contenders, because Carson Wentz is so good and how well he's been playing this season. He's my MVP pick right now midseason. But the Eagles could clearly be 6-3 uh, and three, in my opinion. They could easily be 6-3. and three. I mean, they've deserved their record, don't get me wrong, they played some tight games, but they've had some things go their way along the season, like many winning teams do, that that's required. So, I'm not going to say the Eagles are that much better than everybody in the NFL. I don't think that they're, hands down, the Super Bowl favorite, they should be in the Super Bowl. I think a team like Dallas, like we have mentioned, I think the Dallas Cowboys are playing as good as football as anybody right now mm-hmm. and they definitely have a shot to take down the Eagles at least one of these games even without Zeke because of the way Prescott's been playing and the, the level of uh, play their backups are capable of but if you look at it they're one and one against teams that are above 500 this season they've only played two game teams that are above 500 and the Redskins are even so we're not going to really count that but mm-hmm. I mean, they've beaten some quality bad teams like the Chargers I mean the Chargers are pretty good they've beaten Carolina that was the one team they beat over 500 this season but we have, they haven't been tested to the point. I think the series or uh, the two games coming up against the Cowboys will really show if the Eagles are
1: the team to beat. Exactly. And so far this season, you know, I, I personally think that the Eagles are better. I think that there's a really good chance that they split that series with Dallas. I could also see Philadelphia taking both. The Eagles are better in the pass offense. Uh, NFL ranked Eagles are fifth. Cowboys are 21st. Rushing offense, they're two of the best in there, but Philly has the edge 2-3 to three on that. They have a better scoring offense. They have the best scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, the Cowboys are fifth. And they uh, are better at stopping the run also, which I think is really important because when you compare the two of them, you know, stopping Zeke is one of the biggest things for the, Cowboy- for the Eagles that they'd have to be dealt with, and they're the best at stopping the run in the league. I think that Dallas has a better offensive and defensive line this season. I don't want to talk about their secondaries because both are pretty bad, but I'd take the offensive weapons that – Philadelphia has right now over the Dallas weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Des Bryant is a great receiver, a little banged up, so we'll see what happens. But I love the the depth of the receiver position, running backs. Zach Ertz has been great this year, and Carson Wentz. Well, like you mentioned the receiver position, uh, you see that Wentz and um,
0: Alshon Jeffrey's uh, relationship seems to be evolving. It's yeah. getting better and better each week, I think. And uh, Carson Wentz's performance in Denver, putting up four touchdowns against that type of defense. That's impressive outright, and that shows just how much he's developed and just the short span he's been in the NFL. I mean, two thousand two hundred sixty-two yards, he leads the league in the touchdown passes at twenty-three. He only has five interceptions, one hundred and four point one QBR. That's that's big-time numbers, mm-hmm. and I think that as long as they have him at quarterback and. The surrounding cast, that defensive line of the Eagles, is it's going to be a really interesting matchup against the Cowboys' offensive line when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. I think that it's – I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Oh, that's yeah, it'll,
1: it'll be a great matchup. And another area that I think that the Eagles are more far along is the play calling. I mean, you're seeing every week that the Eagles are developing their playbook, and that's the best way to remain consistent with your offense being dominant. Last year, Kyle Shanahan with Atlanta did a great job of adding new plays and new formations every week of the season because you can't catch up with them. Philadelphia's done a great job like that. There's some nice read-option pass plays with Carson Wentz. He had that beautiful touch play uh, against Denver last week. The The playbook is developing, and Carson Wentz has shown he can do so many different things that this offense is just going to grow throughout the rest of the year. I Like you said, that you don't know where the attack's going to be coming from with the Eagles. You really don't.
0: There's way too. There's so many weapons. You don't know which running back's going to get the ball. Mm-hmm. They can all catch the ball. I mean, even look at Blount. He's decent at catching the ball. Yeah. They have Blount, Smallwood, uh Ajayi now. Yeah. Ajayi could be a stud. We don't... Uh, Alshon, Jeffrey, Algalore's having a good season. Ertz is having a good season. Everything's trending up for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But like we've said, 1-1 against teams below 500, 7-0 against teams below 500 or, or at 500 or worse. We need to see some more challenges, and I think the Eagles are going to rise to the occasion. So, let's go on to our next topic. So, Josh McCown has been a top 10 fantasy quarterback in yeah. the uh, league this year, <laughs> so a lot of people are turning into that. But he's actually led the Jets to this uh, 3-5 and record in... Uh, they've been playing really well under him, honestly. He's thrown multiple touchdown passes the past three games, 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 70% completion percentage, and 96.1 QBR.
1: Has Josh McCown been a top-ten quarterback in the NFL this year? In actual NFL football, no, he is not. You know, fantasy football, great. Top-ten quarterback, that's a starter every week. I, I'm in a league right now where a guy put, took a streamer on him one week and has been starting him for the past month now. Josh McCown has been has been impressive for them, but, you know, there are a lot of quarterbacks that I would take over McCown this season. I mean, I would take Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees, uh, Goff, even I'd take ahead of him, uh, Prescott, Wentz, like we just talked about, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Alex Smith, Matthew Stafford, even Derek Carr when he's healthy. Um, and that doesn't even mention guys who have been kind of hurt throughout the year, like Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, even even Sam Bradford. Um, you know, McCown has been great for the Jets, He's maybe been too good for the Jets because apparently the season was supposed to be a wash. You're supposed to win one game, two games maybe, and get a quarterback at the top of the draft. You know, he, he surprised me, yes, but I don't think he's a top ten quarterback so far.
0: Well, I would like to correct myself. I said three and five. The Jets are actually four and five. And, and like you said, everybody was expecting the Jets to maybe win one, two games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Josh McCown's a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now. But he's right there with me. He's he's definitely in the conversation. That in itself is impressive to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, I don't know where the Jets would be without him right now. He's playing some of the best football of his career, which mm-hmm. over his career maybe that's not the most impressive thing, but it's still impressive that he's at the age that he is and performing at this level, especially with the receivers. Uh, He has around him. I know Robbie Anderson's had a really good year, and I loved him from last year. He formed a quick relationship with Bryce Petty, Mm -hmm. and I I was really taken to him. He was an undrafted free agent. He already has 483 yards in the season and four TDs. So that's pretty good numbers for a receiver that nobody really gave a shot. Uh, I know um, uh, Austin Severus Jenkins has also been a big part of this. The Jets literally got no production out of their tight ends last year. Mm-hmm. And Jenkins, uh, it's not blow-you-away numbers, but he had three TDs in three straight weeks. That's obviously way more production than they had last year. Yeah. So, uh, Josh McCown, maybe not a top-ten quarterback, but playing at a level that is impressive and much more than anybody ever expected.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And you look at it, he's at almost 2,000 yards through this point of the season. He's done that only three times before in his career with playing you know, a full season. He's second in the league in completion percentage, 70%. He's just behind Drew Brees. My only thing with him is he hasn't really faced that many great defenses. He played the Bills twice, and he played Jacksonville. But besides that, there haven't been that many great top defenses that he's gone against. It'll be interesting to see with McCown through the rest of the season. He's got a couple good matchups in the next few weeks against uh, the Panthers, plays the Broncos, the Saints, and the L.A. Chargers, who are all great defensive teams, and so it'll be really interesting to see how he handles himself against those units. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I will say one thing. Um, if you take away the fourth quarter, I think Josh McCown is definitely a top-tier quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I, the fourth quarter, he's had some struggles. The mm-hmm. Jets' uh, differential is crazy in that quarter. I know they'd have positive in almost every other quarter, and that it's just... It's way worse. So he's had a couple little picks in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter
1: struggles, maybe not the most clutch, but, no. you know, the Jets are 4-5. and five. They're overachieving, so. Yeah, and I guess maybe if you're a Jets fan and you were hoping to lose, maybe you like that he's so bad in the fourth quarter, so you get to, like, enjoy good football for three weeks and then just still lose. Oh. I, don't, I don't know, because all I hear from Jets fans is, yeah. the tank is on, let's, uh-huh. let's tank this year. And so maybe they enjoy, maybe they're like, hey, this is great. We get to watch three quarters of good football, and then Josh McCown screws it up, and we get closer to a top pick. But, you know...
0: See, you know, like you said... uh People that want tanking to happen, I, I can't stand tanking personally. <laughs> I am just too much a competitor. I love watching good football. The Jets have been one of my favorite teams to watch this season. I will—I I don't remember any other year that I will consciously go and watch a Jets game just because. Hey, they might win this week. Everybody's rooting against them, and they somehow start are competitive. They almost beat the Patriots one week. Oh, yeah. So maybe we need to take the Jets a little bit more seriously. Obviously, I don't think they're a playoff team or anything. No. But they're definitely more competitive than anybody gives them credit for, and they shouldn't be taken lightly. Oh, yeah, and we'll talk about that a little later on. I think. Okay. All right, so next, on to our next subject. So the Jaguars, 5-3. and three. They've beat some good teams. Their defense has played extremely well. Even Bortles has started to hop on the train. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are
1: talking about this young team. Are they Super Bowl contenders? A couple weeks ago, my first week here, I said that if uh, – if I was picking the Texans or the Jags to win the division, I took the Texans. I thought their offense was just, you know, better at that point, and that was with Deshaun well, Watson. was reasonable. And since his injury came down, I, since he tore his ACL, and you saw what happened, they lost to Indy this week. Jacksonville will make the playoffs and win that division, and they're a legit Super Bowl threat, in my opinion. This team is equipped just to perform, just like the 2016 Broncos, the 2000 Ravens, the 2013 Seahawks, where they win with an unbelievable defense who will go out and hit you on every single play, and an offense that doesn't screw it up. I didn't, yeah, like I didn't pick them to win the division, but they're the clear favorites now. The AFC South with uh, the Texans not having Deshaun Watson. Um, no one would want to face this team in the playoffs. They they beat the crap out of you in every play. You saw Jalen Ramsey is one of the best corners, and he took it to AJ Green. He's shut down every top receiver he's faced this year. Um, just like the teams mentioned beforehand, you know those that Broncos defense, that Ravens defense. The playoffs are such a different atmosphere. Cold weather affects the game, especially in the passing offense. And thank God the Jaguars have everything besides a passing offense. You know, Blake Bortles is developing. But, mm-hmm. but if you put the Jaguars in the playoffs right now, they'll run the ball down your throat with Fournette, an aggressive running back who will take hits and will be a stud in there. And then their defense will shut you down. I think they're a legit Super Bowl contender. Well, first of all, like you said with uh, Patrick, or Jalen Ramsey, the way he took A.J.
0: Green out of the game before even A.J. Green got ejected, I thought that uh, that's one of the most calm receivers you'll see in the NFL. Usually people talked about his great character. Jalen Ramsey was able to get under his skin, and yeah. that's a sign of a good cornerback. A lot of good cornerbacks, mm-hmm. they like to play mind games with receivers, and he was able to get that type of reaction and have a receiver like that, it just speaks to his level of impact on the game. Okay. But like I've said plenty of times on this show, i always liked Jacksonville, the whole team, mm-hmm. except for Blake Portals. I've always thought Portals would be the kryptonite. He's he's proven me wrong. The past two games, there was no Fournette. I thought the Jaguars would struggle heavily without Fournette. I mean, the run game was still pretty good, but Bortles had no interceptions over that time. He had 250 passing yards. He had over 20 attempts passing in the first half of the last game, no interceptions. Bortles has stepped it up a little bit. I know it's still some of the play calling, it's the design, it's where they're telling him where to go and everything. But he's not making the mistakes that you usually see out of Bortles that would li- literally lose the game for his team. Yeah. So as long as Bortles keeps on playing well... I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a second tier Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're one of the top ones. I don't think that they're, but they're a wild card in there. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be surprising if they make a good run in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And speaking on Bortles, a lot, so much of that has to do with the coaching. Uh, I'm a big Doug Marone fan. Uh, being from Syracuse, I loved him in his time at Syracuse. I thought he should have kept his job in Buffalo much longer than he did. Him and Tom Coughlin have really done a great job at masking his flaws. And And yes, he was not the quarterback that they wanted. They didn't want Bortles. They even tried, you know, possibly making some moves for Eli Manning at the trade deadline, you know, to no avail. They know that Bortles is the guy they have to ride through this season, and they've done such a good job of sticking into his head that he doesn't need to live up to necessarily that top three pick that he was. He just has to be a quarterback that, you know, hands off the ball 25 times, makes a few plays, and doesn't turn the ball over. And, and, you know, I'll say this right now. Put me on record for this. I think that this team, you know, in the playoffs, if they travel to New England, I, I honestly think they could beat the Patriots in there. You saw last year the Houston Texans. Um, I would say that the Jacksonville Jacks have a better defense than the Texans, but the Texans were so close to beating the Patriots because they just got to Tom Brady. This defensive line, this front seven, can get to Tom Brady on almost every single play. And if you can disrupt Tom Brady, you can beat the Patriots.
0: Well, the was thing with the Patriots. Bill Belichick, if anybody can confuse the graph out oh, of Blake yeah. Bortles. He mm-hmm. will have a game plan for Blake Bortles, mm-hmm. and I know he's going to distract him and everything. That defense is great. Like you said, they will get after Tom Brady. There's no stopping the pure athleticism. You cannot double-team everybody on that line. So you're right. Mm-hmm. But... I, I don't know if uh, they will eventually be able to beat the Patriots. That's a little much, in my opinion. But, I don't know. Bortles keeps playing well. You never know. The Patriots
1: defense has been lit up by some quarterbacks that are questionable over the past couple of weeks. Like I said, I mean... And that that defense is bad. I'm not saying that they... Bill Belichick will confuse the hell out of out of Blake Bortles. But who's going to stop Leonard Fournette on that defense? Dante mm-hmm. Hightower is now out for the rest of the year. This this defense is old. It is banged up. It is not performing well. And I just think if you put Fournette on that field and just have him run 25, 27 times, I don't think that defense can stop him. And and, and it's so important for the run offense to be successful in the postseason because it keeps your defense off the field, keeps them rested. So then in the fourth quarter you can get to someone like Tom Brady and make sure he doesn't make good throws. I'm going to go back to Fournette. This is a
0: little bit off what you were saying, but um, like you said earlier with uh, Tom Coughlin and DeMarone, how well they've handled the team. I thought how they handled the Fournette situation. I mean, it wasn't anything major or anything, yeah. but it wasn't a good sign that he was missing. So like he missed, I think it was three diff- team events that he should have been at. Mm-hmm. So it's good to nip that early, and they n- they didn't take any time off it. Fournette has been one of their best players, maybe their best player on offense this year. Oh, yeah. And they said, no, you're not above the law. You're not above this team. We can win without you. And they proved it to them, and they sent a message right there to their whole team, including Fournette, that we're not messing around. We're a real team now. This is a good organization, and we're going to take it up a notch this year. And we're not going to deal with things like that. I know they had uh, receivers in the past that were able to do that. Uh, Blackman, I think it was his name. Oh, Justin Blackman. Oh, yeah, Justin Blackman, things like that. There was plenty of controversies. So they're not putting up with that anymore. And this is really a
1: uh, a true statement of the change Jacksonville has overcome this year. Oh, yeah. They're in good hands with Coughlin and Moran. Oh, definitely.
0: Sure. So, on our next uh, subject. So, there's plenty of divisions that are great in the NFL, but there's only one that can be on top. And I know that both of us were talking beforehand. We both have noticed that the NFC East seems to be that division that might be the best division. Right. They definitely seem to have two... Highly uh, competitive Super Bowl contenders with the Eagles and Cowboys. The Redskins at four and four have beaten some good teams. They've only lost to quality teams, even through all the injuries. The Giants still play football, I think. So, <laughs> uh,
1: what, what do you what do you like about the NFCs? I just like I think that they have the three teams. I'm, I'm just going to talk about Philadelphia, Dallas, and Washington. Sorry, Giants. Well, can, let's not talk about. You can them. take a break today. Yes. All three of them have some of the best offenses in the NFL and three top 12 quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. I think Cousins, Wentz, and Prescott, you know, if, if Cousins leaves whatever after the year, we'll, we'll wait and see about that. But this, this could be the most competitive division in football for the next decade just because of how good these quarterbacks are. The, all teams are dealing with adversity and still thriving. You know, Washington's entire team is hurt, and yet they got a huge win in Seattle this past week. Philadelphia's secondary is banged up. They lost their left left tackle for the year, and they're still the best team in the NFL. Dallas has been dealing with a lot with the Zeke suspension case. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play every week? And you got to deal with that. that. That comes into a lot with game planning. And then now there's potential injuries with Des Bryant, and so we got to make sure that they're healthy as well. So all three have dealt with adversity. The past five weeks, they're 10-5. and five. Um, I think that they have two legit Super Bowl threats in Philadelphia and Dallas – and a playoff team in Washington. So I just think when you look at the other divisions, if if it was Week Two or Week Three, I would have said it was the NFC North. I think Minnesota, Green Bay, and Detroit, and a very tough Chicago team. Chicago Chicago goes under everyone's radar. That defense is legit. They would have been my pick just because everyone in there is so competitive. And I honestly could have seen three teams come out of the playoffs in that division. I definitely. So, like you said in the beginning. Uh
0: the three quarterbacks, Prescott, Wentz, Cousins, even Eli Manning, he's all right oh, yeah. still. He's actually not played as bad as what people want to give him credit for it Definitely. and everything. But everybody was talking about the NFC South coming into the season about oh, that's the quarterback division. We got Winston, we got Brees, we got Matt Ryan, we got Cam Newton, crazy, two MVPs the past couple years. I think the NFC East has had better quarterback play this year than the Definitely. NFC South. Definitely. I mean, you look at Cam Newton, he's had his struggles. Uh, Matt Ryan hasn't been in MVP form. Uh, Breeze is still Breeze, but he's leaned a lot on the running game this year. Winston has been a disappointment, even through all the injuries. So uh, I think that the NFC East is just they've got the best quarterbacks. I think they have some of the most complete teams. I think the Eagles are extremely balanced and great. I think the Redskins have a very balanced depth-heavy team. The Cowboys' offense is so good that it makes up for their defensive struggles. Mm-hmm. So I really just think this this division has a real shot at producing a Super Bowl winner. I think even without Elliott in the Cowboys' lineup, Elliott, if he takes a suspension now, he'll be ready for the playoffs. He'll mm-hmm. be there, and he'll be better for it. He won't have the hits of six weeks. He'll be taking a that's little bit of a break. Yeah. I mean, let Morris, let uh, McFadden mm-hmm. run behind this great offensive line that's clicking now that you've noticed every week the Cowboys if they're dominating on offense and dominating time of possession that's just that's their formula for success and they look pretty doing
1: it. Oh yeah, and they're great. And and like you said about the NFC South, right now I would say they're they're probably yeah, my second choice of the best division right now because like the NFC East, I think they have two legit Super Bowl threats with Carolina, I think they can win with that defense and New Orleans. New Orleans looks great. But um the, the other two teams are where I ended up choosing NFC East over. I would take Washington over Atlanta. Um, I guess the Buccaneers and the Giants. I, the Buccaneers are the biggest disappointment this season to me, besides maybe the Giants. Both of them have just been extremely disappointing. Um, but yeah, uh, NFC South is is very competitive. I still think New Orleans and Carolina are legit threats. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to go to go the NFC East.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said, if the Reds contend and won uh, against Seattle, I might be picking a different team. But once mm-hmm. they won against Seattle, and yeah. they prove that they can contend with one of the better teams in the NFL, I know they've played a lot of good teams. they played the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Eagles, who I consider all Tier 1 Super Bowl contenders, really heavily favored once to uh, mm-hmm. be there at the final game. So I just think this division is really balanced. If you subtract the Giants 100%, I'm ignoring them. So, And my second pick would probably be the AFC West. They were the favorite coming into the season to be a great division. I know there's been a lot of disappointment. The Chargers, I think they're a couple kicks away from being uh, a winning record. The Broncos have been a disappointment, but it's all the offense. That defense is still legit. The Chiefs have been one of the best teams, and Oakland has played a little bit better as of late. I mean, Carr had his injury, and they had a couple struggles in the early season, but I think they have a shot at making it a run. But the NFC East is it for me.
1: Yeah, and, and take a look just for a second. It, everyone talks in the in the NBA world, well, the West, the Western Conference is so much better than the Eastern Conference, and that's right. true. Take a look at the, the NFC to the AFC. I was doing um, Pure Sports Network's uh, power rankings for Week 10 this week, mm-hmm. and in the NFC, the Eagles, the uh, Vikings, the Panthers, the Saints, the Eagles. I mean, Dallas, Washington, uh, Los Angeles Rams, and yeah. Seattle are all in my top 10. I had three teams from the AFC in my top 10. New England, Pittsburgh, and the third was... Chiefs? Chiefs, yes. But, you know, it, there's a huge power balance um There's a huge struggle in the power balance right now between conferences, and the NFC is just... I'd be shocked if there wasn't a Super Bowl winner that came out of the NFCs. I mean, like you said,
0: the NFC is so much better. They have so much more depth and so many competitors, but those top three for the AFC are no joke either. Oh, no. Steelers, Patriots. I know there's not as much teams as there, but Mm -hmm. like... They still are great teams in the AFC. Definitely. NFC has definitely had more competitive. And that's why the wild card is going to be so interesting this year. Oh, definitely. And being a Redskin fan, I'm looking at the wild card. It's going to take probably 11 wins to even be in that range. Exactly. So man. it's going to be very competitive at the end. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Yep. So let's go on to our final subject of the day. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams under five hundred this season. Uh, that would be the Bucks, Bears, Broncos, Chargers, Colts, Texans, Raiders, Jets, Bengals, and Browns. So, which
1: one's the best under five hundred? What would you say, Blake? I gotta say the New York Jets. And I'm gonna cool. love talking about that this. That is surprising. I think the New York Jets are the best team that is under five hundred right now. Yeah, I said earlier on they haven't played that many tough teams, that many tough defenses. But look at that roster, and you think they should be as bad as the other team in New York. Throwing a lot of shade at the Giants today. Yeah, we are throwing We're a lot of shade at the Giants. At we haven't even you know, talked about them. You know, whatever. we'll you know, do it another show. We'll talk about the Giants <laughs> another time. So their, their young defense has exceeded expectations immensely. Uh, Jamal Adams and Marcus May are already making a case for the best young safety duo in all of football. They have been electric week in and week out and have established a whole new culture for that defense. Uh, Darren Lee, linebacker out of Ohio State in his second year already has more sacks and tackles through nine games than he did in his 13 games last year. His growth this year has been unbelievable. Um, and then, like I said, McCown is just such a surprise. He, yeah, he's had trouble with decision-making, especially in the fourth quarter, but his accuracy poise in the pocket has made me start to think that maybe they don't need to waste their first-round pick on a quarterback and, you know, maybe look to building an offensive line or maybe it's another offensive weapon. Everyone talked about them tanking and getting a quarterback I think that if Josh McCown is playing at this level, why not spend a few more years and just build up the rest of your team and see what that could be? Maybe you take a quarterback in the later round. I, I don't know. I just think that the Jets right now are really surprising to me, and I think that they're the most talented team under five hundred. Well,
0: it doesn't certainly surprise everybody, but I wouldn't consider them the best team under five i I'm going to go with one of the most unlucky franchises I feel like when it comes to field goal kickers in the league over the past couple years. I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> I, like I said earlier – they could clearly be 5-3. and three. The Coup uh, situation, uh, that just really killed him in the beginning of the year. They thought they were getting a young kicker that has tremendous talent, but he missed a couple game winners yeah. early on, a couple game tires. That really killed him. But Phillip Rivers is still playing well. Melvin Gordon is a premier back in this league. I don't think he gets as much attention as he should. He has 526 yards rushing this season, four TDs through the ground. And he has four TDs in the air as well, 235 receiving yards. He's averaging over four yards a carry. I think he's one of the best backs in the league. The addition of Keenan Allen this year, they finally have had him healthy this far. I'm knock on wood that he doesn't get hurt the rest of the season, but he's been Philip Rivers' go-to receiver every time he's been on the field, every time um, that he's had the opportunity to be on the field. Uh, Mike Williams can develop, the Terrence Williams too. Travis Benjamin's a pretty good deep threat, as long as he's not running into his own end zone to getting safeties on punt returns. So uh, I think this team... They could definitely be better than they are. They're better than what the record shows. Joey Bose is a monster. Oh yeah, eight point five sacks this season. He's a nightmare to defend. Mm-hmm. He's in the uh, contention for defensive player of the year. Casey Hayward's always a threat to get a pick. I think this team is just—they they constantly disappoint me.
1: They're kind of like the yeah. Cardinals, in my opinion, or the oh, Bucks. Yeah, they're just teams that just disappoint me. You know? Yeah, and, and the, they're a very good team. I think they've—they've they've had some issues at the beginning. Philip Rivers just doesn't. He started off a little slow. He doesn't seem too happy to be in Los Angeles after the move. He doesn't really like that that much. So it'll be interesting to see going forward what happens with them. Um, yeah, they've they've been unlucky. But at the same time, I look at the Jets, and they've had three losses this year within a touchdown. You know, they lost by a field goal to the Dolphins. Uh, they And I'll still stick by this. They should have beaten the Patriots. There was that really bad call and the touchdown catch. that got over Probably one of the worst calls we've seen this year. So that's two wins, and then you take their uh, their five point loss to the Falcons. All of a sudden, that puts them at a at seven and two. If the Jets were seven and two this year, everyone would be shocked. They they would have lit the NFL like being seven and two as the New York Jets this year when you are supposed to be one of the worst is just amazing. And I think that they were so close to being there that I just think that they're really one of the best teams. Well, let me close a surprise question on you. I know that we talked
0: about the team, the Super Bowl contender that nobody's talking about. How about the team with a under 500 record that nobody's talking about that could make a run, possibly could make a run to the playoffs, run to the playoffs, or it it's just gonna be a really good team and they can go into next year and be a contender immediately. Who do you think? Oh, a contender next year, immediately? Can you text next year, or possibly make a playoff run this year. That they're on the verge of one or two good things happening and they can just shoot up. What do you think, Isaiah? My team. All I right, let's see your, My let's team see first. Years, my yeah. team first. All right. You mentioned them earlier. I think the Bears, they could have a shot, especially in that division. Mm -hmm. You think about Detroit. Detroit's been up and down this season. Minnesota, I I know they've played really well, but it would not surprise me if they didn't have a positive record for the rest of the season. They could fall a little bit. Green Bay's obviously been taken out of it. They don't look good at all. They look like one of the worst teams in the NFL since Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers has been gone. And the Bears, they have that defense that's playing so well and under the radar. Mm-hmm. They also have that great run game with Terry Cohen and oh, Jordan, Jordan Howard have unreal. been great. Yeah. Trubisky's thrown, shown flashes. Obviously, he hasn't played his to his potential yet. But if he puts it together a little bit, I think the Bears... Maybe they make a little bit of a run, or next year they're right there. I think John Fox has done a good job. I think that they're a couple things away from being a good uh, team.
1: Yeah, and I heard, I heard, I I read a rumor the other day that John Fox was on the hot seat, and that just blew my mind. That defense is a legit threat in this NFL, and so what they're running the ball almost every play. Sure, Trubisky isn't throwing the ball. They don't feel confident in him yet, so why make him throw the ball? If they can win a score 9-6, to six, and just shut out opposing offenses, then go and do that. Don't put your quarterback in situations to make mistakes. I think that that is a very good point. Next year, the Bears could be a legit threat if they make some nice moves. Um, I guess if I was going to pick one team this year that could really make just a jump up to the postseason, I'm probably going to say it's it's got to come out of the AFC just because the wild card is so open. And then from that, I'd go with the Raiders. Mm. Um, you know, they can they, they showed last week against Miami, while it wasn't a pretty win that they can play, um, their defense still has room to improve, but Navarro Bowman, since he's been in Oakland, has been has led the team in tackles all three games. Um, Derek Carr has done a really good job bouncing back from this injury, and you know they have offensive weapons and a decent line. So I guess if you were if you are gonna make me choose one team that I think can make this late push into the postseason and maybe even next year be a contender, I'm gonna go with the Oakland Raiders. Well, uh, that's a good pick too. Obviously, Oakland has a ton of talent over there. But I'm gonna talk about the Bears for just one more second.
0: They've won two games with Trubisky not being able to throw for 200 yards, oh, yeah. not throwing two touchdown passes in the same game. He's only thrown two picks to two touchdown passes, so not too, too many turnovers, which Glennon was turning the ball over everywhere, so that's an improvement. That run game is just so good when it comes to – they have so much talent back there. Mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, I think he's underrated as a back. I think he got a good amount of attention, and then when Terry Cohen came, everybody like, oh, Howard's going to become irrelevant. No, he's been a workhorse for him. Mm-hmm. Cohen's been oh, – a Lit up defenses when he's gotten the opportunity. If Trubisky can just show that he's at least got the ability to go downfield and be a legit passer, then it just opens it up so much for that run game. And once oh, yeah. that run game starts going uh, to an elite level, then I think the Bears maybe they end up eighty-eight or something this season.
1: And then that'll be great. I think that's more for next year, in my opinion. I think that this year they want Trubisky, you know, in with a year under his belt before they really unleash him on NFLs because. There have been a lot of concerns with him when he was drafted that he's not ready to be a quarterback, you know, 13 games in college. That's all he played. So there were a lot of concerns. Can he be an NFL quarterback right out the gate? And I was a little nervous when they started him uh, so early in this season. But, you know, like I said, John Fox is committed to running the ball and winning with their defense. And so I don't think you need to throw Trubisky into the things right away. But next season with a year under his belt, that could be a big threat. Uh, Like, John Fox, he's known
0: as a more conservative coach. That's Mm -hmm. why it took so long for Trubisky to get the job in the first place. And I remember one year when he first took over the Bears when they were absolutely horrible. And there was a game. He doesn't force things, certainly. There was a game where I think he punted on every single possession of the game. (laughs) Literally punted every single possession. They were getting dominated. I forget who they were playing. But I thought it was the funniest stat I'd ever seen. Punt every single time. Hilarious. Yeah. So... Fox is a good coach. I think that he gets the best out of Trubisky eventually, maybe not this year, but oh, yeah. look out for the Bears at least next year. Definitely. All right. So on to our game picks this week. Last week Blake, uh Blake and I both went three and two. Blake's perfect record is now over. He's at eight and two for the season. Oh wait, is that a is that a eight and two? Is that the eight lead? Eight and two, still? that is, is the lead. The lead? That right, is the lead, great. but five okay. and five, uh, it's, it's a lot better than last week. How about okay. that? So we're getting into this Oh, week. hey,
1: kind of like the Redskins. Oh, huh? kind of like yeah, – that's Find funny. Okay, up. we're going to talk about Cowboys-Falcons. Cowboys
0: versus Falcons. We're talking about that now. <laughs> okay, Cowboys versus the Falcons. Cowboys
1: playing better ball than anybody. Falcons have been struggling as of late. Who do you got in this game? Yeah, it's got to be the Cowboys. You know, Zeke's got another hearing this Thursday. Is he playing? Is he not playing? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. But either way, i got to take the Cowboys over the Falcons. The Falcons' offense is just in shambles. I really don't like what they've done since Cal Shanahan has left. And you know they're facing one of the top teams that is extremely hot right now, and uh, I got to take Dallas. As much as it pains
0: me to say, I have to agree with you. The Cowboys are playing better football than pretty much anybody in the NFL right now, and I've seen this song and dance before. Once again on a roll like this, and they're playing well. Teams like the Falcons who are iffy, they just get dominated. So Cowboys in this one. Mm-hmm. On to the next game, Vikings versus Redskins. Uh, Vikings been one of the better teams in the NFL this year. Redskins coming off that
1: huge win. Who do you got? I gotta go with the Vikings, and I. Feel like I know where you're gonna go, and you know that's just the way Redskins fans are. But you know (laughs) Minnesota, Minnesota is legit one of the best teams in the NFL. Their defense is unreal; it's one of the top defenses in the league, and their offense has so much uh, complexity to it. They've got great receivers. Kyle Rudolph's a good tight end. You know they've shown adversity with their running backs after Dalvin Cook went down, and adversity with their quarterbacks. I mean Case Keenum. Case Keenum has been great for them this year. And, yes, Teddy Bridgewater has been activated. I have some thoughts that they should still roll with Case Keenum for the time being. But uh, against the Redskins, they're beat up. They got a good win last week. They might have taken too much out of them. And I'm going to go with the Vikings.
0: Well... I don't know why you have to hate on the Redskins so much. I don't say much about the Colts in this show, even though I could I like <laughs> we, start roasting them. We can't talk yeah, we about can't, the Colts. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about the Colts. <laughs> Too irrelevant. Okay, yeah. whatever. I'm going with the Redskins. They just came off a huge win. I think that they need to start winning these games. Vikings might be the most winnable game in the next three weeks. They have the Saints and the Cowboys coming up Ooh. again. Ooh. It's not It's not a good stretch of games. No, not at all. So I'm hoping the Redskins pull through. I'm going with the Redskins. Okay, right. on to the next game. Saints versus the Bills. Two of the surprise teams. Two of the surprise contenders this year. Uh, obviously playing well. The Saints have been on a hot streak. The Bills just lost to the Jets. Who do you got this week?
1: we go with the Bills. Um, Yeah, they're coming off that loss to New York. That was a very close game. For some reason, teams traveling to Buffalo just have a really tough time. And that was where you kind of saw Denver fall apart at the beginning of this season. They traveled to Buffalo and lost. New Orleans, like I said, I think is a legit Super Bowl threat. For some reason, I just feel like this is going to be a weird game where – Or maybe the defense really does a good job in shutting down Ingram and Kamara. And maybe Tyrod makes a few good plays on this secondary. And uh, I think the Bills, it's going to be a narrow game. It's going to be a narrow win for Buffalo, but I see them taking it.
0: Well, for years, the Saints have talked about getting that running game with Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. They've talked about it for years. It hasn't come to fruition. This year, I see it coming. And you see how balanced that offense is. The defense has played out of its mind so far. We talked about Lattimore last week, how good he is. Obviously, the Saints playing better football than... I think with the Cowboys, those two teams that i pick picked right now are being hot as ever and Eagles, whatever. So, <laughs> I'm going with the Saints this week over the Bills. I think the Bills, that was a crushing loss to the Jets. It was really a gut check, and um, I don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back that quickly. All right, on to our to- toilet bowl pick. We talked about this before. <laughs> we took a toilet
1: bowl game this week. We're going to take a toilet bowl game every week. Giants versus 49ers. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Giants. You know, the 49ers, they're so they're so upsetting to watch. They, there was <laughs> so much potential. I was so excited for oh, them after no. Kyle Shanahan went out there. I was like, you know what, they, they're establishing a good culture, and they made some right moves. I think their draft was great. I thought they brought in the right quarterback. Um, I guess we'll see who's playing uh, behind center this week, but the Giants, they're not as bad as you think. They'll have Rogers Cromartie back. They'll, they'll have their defense. Their defense Jenkins. is good, Yeah. Um, and you know, the Giants' weapons aren't Bad. You know, Darkwood had a good game. Evan Ingram has been a great tight end this year. Uh, Sterling Shep- Shepard has been good. So I think the Giants get this win. Oh, Personally, I saw the
0: Giants-Rams game and it was just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I don't think this team has much to play for at this point. I don't think they want to play for this team. There's been so many suspensions, so many drama. There's so much behind the scenes. There, this team is obviously talented, but the talent isn't playing up to its potential. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think they've played hard for Kyle Shanahan. I think that they actually like their coach. I don't know about McAdoo over there. (laughs) So I'm going to go with the 49ers, pick up their first win. All right, on to the Panthers versus the Dolphins. Monday night game, Uh, Panthers playing well. Dolphins, you never know what you're going to get. Cutler had
1: his best game in the season last week. So who do you got? Like you said, Jay Cutler had his best game of the season last week, but I'm not a fan of that Raiders defense. Like, they're getting there, and Navarro Bowman's helped that out a lot. But – Jay Culler's is gonna get a wake up call when he faces the uh, when he faces the Panthers. Yeah, um, when w- Jay Cutler looked great last week against Oakland, but when they face the Panthers this week, it's gonna be a wake up call. That defense is unreal. Luke Kuechly is a genius. He knows where all, every play is going for something. He's like Tony Romo in the broadcast booth. All of a sudden, Luke Kuechly lines up somewhere, and that's exactly where the ball is going. I don't know. how He's predicting that stuff. But uh, but Carolina, they're a legit team, and um, yeah, I think they get this win over Miami pretty easily.
0: Yeah, I don't really know how much tomorrow Bowman's going to help the Panthers this week. You know? No, no, you I'm know, saying he just, did a good job uh, yeah, last yeah. week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was talking okay. about last week's see, game. See, I'm just making sure. I, I, I was yeah. hearing things yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I, I don't think the Dolphins are a great team. Kevin said earlier in the year when he was still uh, hosting with me that the Dolphins were the worst team in the NFL. I don't think that's true, Ooh. but Yeah. I don't think that's true, but their offense is certainly not consistent, and I don't think Jake Hutler follows a three-touchdown week with another good game because oh, no. that would be the most un-Jay Cutler thing to do. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with the Panthers this week, and that's our picks. All right, guys, well, it was another great week in the NFL. Glad we got to talk about it. We'll see you next week. Anything to
1: say? Blake? Uh, have a good one, guys. Take care.